When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobbles to Me preview show, the fan-led podcast all about Northampton Town's next match. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here with Charles Commons to look ahead to this Saturday's big FA Cup tie and the Sean Dyche derby at Chesterfield. Charles, have you got cup fever? That's my first question. Um, I am it's excited ex- for the change. Oh, oh no. So the, the fever's not quite crept up on you then? No, it's... I wouldn't say so. But I, I did have my flu jab earlier today, so maybe that has warded <laughs> it off a bit. <laughs> maybe. Just, just kept you kept you from getting any kind of cup fever. Good yeah, timing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably not going to need protection for too long, got to admit. Um, so You're such a pessimist, Daddy. I am. I'm so pessimistic about this whole Dreadful. thing. Um, which is why I'm going to ask you now, because we oh. probably won't get a chance to ask you again. What's your favourite <laughs> FA Cup memory, Charles? Oh, favourite FA Cup memory. One, just pick one. Just pick one. Just one. I mean, it's it's very difficult to pick one. I will go with Man United. Yeah, the first time round. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, you're Cristiano Ronaldo falling over while he was step, doing step overs. Um, <laughs> Diego Forlan missing the penalty. Missing a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris Carruthers had had old Ronnie in his back pocket. I felt. Oh, I did. Um, Rico hitting the crossbar. Oh. That was yeah, good. De- Derek Asamoah running. Oh, beautiful. Good times, um, good times. And I'll, I'll never forget poor old Chris Hargreaves' face as he basically scored an own goal. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't get given yeah. as an own goal, but more or less it was. Did it not? I thought it did. Didn't it? Oh, did I, thought, get, well, did I don't think he did at the time. But Sylvester yeah. was it or something? When yeah, it was. I think Mikel <laughs> Sylvester got given it in the end. But yeah, yeah. Um, that was brilliant. Yeah. Paul Scholes, that... Paul Scholes played. Paul Scholes there, yeah. Oh. yeah they're probably prob- a good team now. But I think, like, to me, the, the stronger memory actually comes from Rotherham in the replay, like the away game at Rotherham. Yeah. Um, to get there, I've got strong, for some reason, I've got ha- like, obviously happier memories, but stronger memories mm. from that night and going absolutely ballistic in the away end at Rotherham and on the coach and everything. Realizing that that's, oh, knowing that that win got us that and beating a team two divisions above us away from home and all that kind of thing. That holds fonder memories, I think, than the actual day against United. I think. To, to be fair, I think that that tends to happen, doesn't it? Because if we go yeah. back a few years to the MK Dons, which was a replay, oh, uh, we could have played Chelsea, was it? Yeah, yeah and yeah. we took like seven thousand fans to that, and I, you know, it's not like we've done that to that extent since when we faced 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 them in the league. <laughs> so it does mean something when you're. You know, about to play a bit again. You know, we knew who we were playing for the Rotherham replay. We knew that whoever won would be Man United. So therefore, it meant something a little bit more. Maybe there wasn't just the case of, um, oh, we'll get through to the next round. It was we'll get through to face Man United. Mm. And it's the same with Derby, wasn't it? When we went to Derby, yeah. we knew that it was United as well. Yeah, side. exactly. So yeah, it was. Um, I, I think you're right. Those those do kind of feel a bit more um 
they give you the feels maybe a little bit more. Oh, but the feels, yeah. Than the actual game itself against the the bigger, you know, the big big team. Yeah. But um, I yeah, I, I'll, I'll always remember that day. That was yeah. it was a great day for me. I enjoyed it, and yeah. I mean, who can you remember? Who who was the Frenchman that um, United had up front? No. Oh, was it David Bellion? That's it. Yeah. yeah, he was rubbish, and I remember that. Yeah. I always Dreadful. thought he was rubbish, and then he played against <laughs> us and was rubbish, and I was like, yes, you are rubbish. Brilliant. <laughs> confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, confirmed rubbish. <laughs> yes, uh, that's great stuff. Um, before we dip into the preview, though, we've got to mention the NTFC youth team yes. who beat that blue lot from down the road 3-2 in the Whoa. first round of the FA Youth Cup on Tuesday night. Feels Reuben good. Wyatt, Reuben Wyatt, they let him in to score a hat-trick. With the winner coming in the 100th minute of the game to take us through to a second round tie at Charlton. Mm. But talk about talking about scenes at Rotherham. Scenes last night on the pitch in the dressing room. You just love to see it, don't you? In the faces of the young kids who are who are, clearly they're better at beating posh than the first team. Some, something are. clearly happens it's, once yeah. they get over being a teenager, or you know yeah. they turn <laughs> 17, 18, and then they yeah. just can't do it ever again. That seems yeah. to be the way that it works. But uh, yeah, oh, it was um, so it was really nice. I mean, I, I for once appreciated a tweet from Alan Swan, which oh, said no. where he said that he was beginning to think he'd never see Northampton beat them, uh, <laughs> and and I did think to myself. Well, there you go. You've had it. Yeah. Um, shut up, Swan. Yeah, shut up, yeah. Swan. Take it. Take it. Those it goals. Have you seen the goals, by oh, the way, Danny? Beautiful. The beautiful second goals. one is yeah. unbelievable. Oh, the belter. Oh, yeah. if you've not Just seen so them, good. find search them out. They're on Twitter. Go and go and look at them. Wow. Oh, what so a hat-trick. And all of them were great. Mm. One of the best hat-tricks I've seen. And uh, the, the joy in their faces and everything afterwards and... If you've seen the the dressing room videos as well, yeah, put out yeah. they are so good. So that's good that's see, what so. I want. The, when we do, because it will happen. When we do finally beat them, I I want you know you know how annoyed Steve Evans was with us celebrating <laughs> winning at Stevenage. Yeah, I want I want route. I want Barry Fry, Dara McAntony, um <laughs> Sean Saint Ledger. Grant McCann will be there somewhere. Yes, Dar- Mr. Posh, Fergie. Junior, I, do, yeah. I want them all to be absolutely fuming. <laughs> yeah. I want them to be like, mm, they've celebrated like they've won the league or something. I want them <laughs> angrier than Steve Evans. Oh, that's going to take a lot. It's going to take a big lead. But well done, the youth. Well done, the, Pick youth. Up the youth. Pick up the youth. Come on. Charting away next. So that's uh, that's great to see. Um, let's bring in our guest then. Please welcome mm. to the It's a Coppers to Me preview show. Uh, special guest, Tom Oxley from Spy Rights Right. How are you doing, Tom? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, good, good. A little bit nervous about the weekend, I think. Charles, not <laughs> oh. so much, I don't think. I saw that I'm nervous, <laughs> Danny. I'm just not as... I, I don't know. You you are just so down in the dumps about this. You're expecting <laughs> us to <laughs> I'm, lose. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not really down in the dumps because I kind of expect it, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. You're expecting it, us but... to lose. And I just think... <laughs> I, I'm nowhere near that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at... I'm not... I'm, I'm not the complete opposite. I'm not expecting to win or anything like that. I'm just... I'm I'm fairly like there's a there's a game to go out and play and a game to potentially win, lose or draw. Yes. <laughs> and that's what we're gonna preview now. Exactly. <laughs> but first then. Uh, Tom, we were talking about it um a little bit off air earlier. 
um, 25 years ago this season, the FA Cup semi-final. You were not born yet, you were saying. No, um, I was not born. So, <laughs> so for anyone too young, you were play, you were playing Middlesbrough in the FA Cup semi-final. You were second division club at the time um, in 97 at Old Trafford. You're 2-0 up at one point against 10 men, Middlesbrough. Sean Dice scores for you. Obviously, if you weren't born, you don't have memories of it as such. But how how much have you been told and regaled over the years by uh, stories about that day? Uh, how many times have I been told that that ball crossed the line? I yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. And the amount of times you watch it and you go, it did cross the line. We, we yeah. did score. Thank, thankfully, we didn't get to the final though and get absolutely trounced by Chelsea. That would have happened. But yeah, I've, I've gone over them all. I've seen the penalty, Jamie Hewitt's header, John Duncan losing his glasses. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen the, I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've gone through it hundreds of times. Yeah, you, you mentioned him, uh, John, John Duncan, as extra significance to the game um, on Saturday. The, the game's going to come just a day after his funeral. Um, sadly, passed away um, recently. Um, he was your manager, obviously, during that cup run in '97. Uh, Twenty-five years since it happened, it's going to be a bit of a poignant air around the game on Saturday, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, we had a uh, we had a display before the last home game, not this one, the one before. And we had we had the minute silence, but yeah, it's, it's just really sad, really, because. You think of Chesterfield during like the nineties, and it was him. He was our manager for a good chunk of that time, and I never seen him manage town. But you know, you got interviews that Sean Dyche has done recently on other podcasts, and he always mentions him. You know, he's always that shoulder, and every other manager says because he still lived round town, I believe. He was always seen at matches all the time, and all the managers said if they ever had a problem, they could ring him up. So, you know, just a good character of a man, really. Mm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, so sad to hear of him passing away, especially obviously since the of the anniversary and stuff. Seems like a proper Chesterfield guy and someone who, like even younger fans such as yourself, would have memories of because of you've just been told about him and seeing the videos, like you say, of the iconic thing of him losing his glasses and all that kind of thing. At Old Trafford <laughs> just just um, seems like such a good guy as well. So um, I mean, hopefully you'll do him proud this season in the league, um, and it's going to be a big occasion on Saturday as well yeah it's going to it's going to be a good game I'm looking for I, I say I'm looking forward to it I don't actually have my ticket yet so it's like <laughs> <And> it's <laughs> um, more recent times and in um, in League One um, as recently as 2017 uh, before back-to-back relegations what actually happened in them two seasons it seemed to be just a, a spiral for you guys I, I don't think I have enough time on this podcast <laughs> to talk about the five-year downfall. But I, I have summarised it as, as much as I can. So we, used, we were owned by a man called Dave Allen, who is referred to as the Sheffield Mafia amongst Chesterfield fans. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and uh, he just stopped putting money in, basically. So we had Dean Saunders as manager, who had a great track record of three relegations on his CV before joining us. Uh, he he nearly managed to get us relegated in the first season. Then Danny Wilson came along. Uh, he managed to keep us up. And we all reckon if we'd have kept him, we'd have been all right. Next season, we got Gary Cordwell as manager. who just took over at Exeter, so God help them. <laughs> uh, he managed to get us relegated, uh, I think. Uh, then we got relegated out of League Two because all the players we signed weren't good enough. Uh, and then here we are in the National League 
you know, <laughs> you're just sort of being this, this pile. But <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's awful. It's absolutely is, awful. Yeah. Is it, does, it, does it feel more awful now? At first, did it feel like a bit of a novelty to go down? Yeah, playing, like, oh, playing at new grounds and stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, all these weird places that we get to go to. Like, <laughs> the first, like I remember saying oh, when we first got down to the National League, I went, wherever the first game is, I'm going. Happened to be Ebbsfleet in Kent. So <laughs> I've never heard of Ebbsfleet until we got relegated. You're not the first fan that I've heard, uh, you know, of a, of a team that gets relegated out of the Football League into the conference who then says about how much, uh, almost, not necessarily that they, they look forward to it. I suppose once you've done it, you accept the fact that the relegation has happened. You then kind of have to just go, well, we are where we are. So might as well enjoy it while we're here kind of thing. You're not the first one that sort of goes, I really look forward to actually going to all these new places. Because, you know, as a Northampton fan, pretty much every season, you know, you're expecting to go to, uh, you know, Bradford or Colchester or Cambridge or where, you know, they are clubs that we have faced loads of times over the years. And yeah, you must have been feeling kind of the same and, and you drop down into non-league and all of a sudden there's this plethora of different clubs that you've not been to or maybe even heard of before. Yeah, well, I actually joke about I miss Colchester away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the problem is because you never expect to drop this over, so you, I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about the league. I didn't know the players that were in it. I didn't really know the teams what were in. You know, like Wrexham and Grimsby were down here and I think Leighton Orient when we... No, Grimsby dropped down later. But, you know, you know some, but then you get the likes of like Barrow who are now in like League Two pushing, you know, and you're like never heard of them, you know, beforehand. And like Sutton, again, I'd only heard of them from the FA Cup run, you know, when they got to the fifth round and he got seen eating his pie. But... It's just, it, 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 honestly, it, it's, you, you get in, you think, wow, and then you realise you're never getting out. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. locked in forever. There's no escape because <laughs> you've, you've only got the one automatic promotion place and then one through the playoffs and that's it. Done. So you basically buy your way out of this league, as you've seen with Salford, uh, Fleetwood before them, you know, Forest Green pumped a load of money in, and now you've got the likes of Repsol who have got like a bottomless pit of money. Uh, you just expect them to buy the way out next, and you just you just hope we're next. But you know, we're a community owned club now, the community trust runners, and you know, if ten pound comes in, that's what you've got to spend. You know, <laughs> there's no magic money tree with us. Do you th- do you think that you know because? Uh... It does feel like the conference is a league where, you know, once you go down, it is very rare that the team that was relegated the year before bounces straight back up. It's incredibly rare for that to happen. So, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think about even, even you know, teams who have made it back up. I think Bristol Rovers were maybe the only team in recent times to do it, where it was only the one season that they stayed. Um because Oxford spent a good couple of years down in the National League. But using Oxford as a bit of an example here, 
their time in non-league actually enabled them to then, once they got on the you know the upward spiral again, they've they've really kept going with that. You know they've they've established themselves in League One. You know, been playoff contenders for the last couple of seasons. I know they're not doing too well at this moment in time, but you know, it's almost like they were able to once they got a good thing going it really saw them well all the way up back into the football league and now you know you have some of their fans turn around and, and sort of actually go it, it was a it was a really good thing having that springboard and and you've got clubs like for instance stockport who will be looking to do exactly the same use it as a springboard to come back up obviously with you guys you you were in massive trouble at the time that you went down. Oh yeah, huge. <laughs> so I take it there was no kind of thinking of of bouncing straight back. It was oh, accepting your. Um, I was going to say defeat, but that's not fair, is it? But you, you were accepting your place, I suppose. That, that first season, we were all expecting to go down again. National League North, here we come. You know, we're in we're in the relegation places for months. Or just hovering above it, and we thought, oh, oh God, we're going here. And we thought, if we went to the National League North, we're done. You know, because there's no way you could sustain the stadium and the players that we had in the National League North. It just isn't going to happen. And at that time, it was like, there's no more money coming in. You know, we, we, I would go far to say we were weeks away from probably going kaput, it, like fully done. And then, thankfully, he left. Wrote off all the debts. I think we were in like eight million pound. He just went, oh, I don't care anymore. Uh, so, like you, like you say, now it is a good springboard because you look at most teams who come up, like Lincoln went all the way to the championship. And the the quality of football isn't actually that bad now because everyone's full time. There's loads of players filtering down from League Two, League One, into the National League because. We we might be in the league, but we can afford League Two, League One players because of the attendances we get. So it, it, it's not, it, yeah, it's not a bad football league, but you don't want to be in it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can understand that. I mean, your this is your fifth season now in in the National League. You mentioned it there. You were fifteenth finished in the first season, then twentieth in your second, but then. Sixth and seventh. So, am I right in saying that you mentioned that that owner just gave up essentially and left? Was that at the end of that season where you finished 20th? That was bang. So, you can kind of see that the change in ownership of the football club actually did you the world of good and enabled you to start thriving again. Um, Mm. Obviously, there was a lot of debt written off, as you said, 8 million quid was gone overnight. I, I might be wrong, but it's somewhere around that. Yeah. Sort of. And you're now owned by the fans, essentially. The Community Trust is running yeah. it. Um, are, you, are you living within your means then? Are you you mentioned the attendances and that's what you're basically, you know, a, what, what's allowing you to spend money on wages. Yeah. Is it a much better, more stable run football club now than it was before yeah. when you were in the Football League? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were, when we first dropped into the National League, I'd say we were averaging about 4,000 fans. I'd say some games were less. And then now we're averaging close to six. 
So already you've got two thousand more coming through the through the gates, and yeah, the money the money's there now, but not not to compete with the big books. No, no. A, ne- mm. a Netflix uh, documentary can get you a Disney <laughs> Plus, whatever. It yeah, works. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the community the community trusts are interested in the, in this. So they they literally bought the club outright. They've they give John Pemberton the manager's position, I think at the start of the 2020 season. Is that right? Um, yeah. Then he, he sort of kept you up and sacked in November, 2020. Um, then you bring in James Rowe from Gloucester. <laughs> who um, I know you probably well, you don't want to talk about it too much at the moment. Um, <laughs> probably dangerous ground some of it, but um, loses his job um, a couple of years later um, after allegations of misconduct um, fairly recently left you second in the table. I mean, all of that that happened last year with James Rowe, how, unsettling and a disruption was that to your promotion challenge at the time uh we just thought oh god not something else to, 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 to be honest and then that that came out well allegations it looking like it, it did happen uh <laughs> but yeah it, it completely derailed the season to, to be honest because we all thought we're going here we're going up we're, we're flying we're absolutely flying and then we got derailed by injuries, basically as well. That didn't help. Like Kabongo Shimanga got his uh, his leg broken and his ankle snapped in the same game, in the same tackle. Uh, actually, this sums up for National League officiating. Actually, we'll get we'll probably end up on this. Last season, we had a broken eye socket from a high boot, uh, a broken kneecap, uh, a broken like Kabongo's broken leg and dislocated ankle. We didn't get one free kick. Not even a free kick. <laughs> Not even a free kick. In fact, for the oh. Kabongo one, we got a throw in because the ball went out of play <laughs> after, after he had his leg snapped. Yeah. So. It's not no no different in the National League than it is in League Two. Then no, <laughs> the but... sounds of it, we might get a couple of free kicks. Um, <laughs> but but like as a as a fan base, like you must have been just thinking, what what next? You should think right, we're on the right track. We're on the right track. We're, we're on our way up. Like even compete with the likes of Wrexham and stuff. And and that happens, and it's completely took you. You must think you must have been thinking oh, this. This is never going to happen at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're never going to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the hotel um, California. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. After after all that, you you needed something. You needed something to kind of pick you up. Uh, Paul Cook, best person to possibly come in. I'm imagining from your point of view. Yeah. One. Um, yeah, took you to the League Two title in 2014, reached the League One playoffs the next season before moving to Portsmouth and winning the League Two title with them as well. I mean, how good was that to see him coming back? The, the Scouts Messiah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> amazing, because uh, you, you saw it rumoured at the time and I was on Twitter and I'm like, no chance. Absolutely. Why the hell would Paul Cook leave Ipswich, have time off and then come to us, you know, in the National League? And then he came and, and honestly, no one believed it at the time because he should not be managing at this level of football. And yeah, just absolutely motivated the fan base. Everyone was like, here we go. You know, we know what he did last time. You speak to any Chesterfield fan of that period from 2013 to end of 2015 uh, was the best football we've ever played. I think before that, you're looking like the 80s. You know, to go. So we we all know what what's happening. We're all surprised to see it. He said, "Well, he's going to say this, but he only came because it was Chesterfield, and 
he actually wanted to enjoy managing fo- a football team again. Because it sounds like his time at Ipswich and Portsmouth were a bit... Well, Portsmouth he got promoted, but at Ipswich, I think he hated every second of it. <laughs> mm. It was Wigan as well, wasn't it, that he had that rough time? And that yeah. was like championship as well. And people were still touting him for championship league one jobs um, constantly. So for him to go down to the National League, it was, it was a surprise to, to a lot of people. But it must be just so good to have him back and just around the place, I'm guessing, as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. He's, there his, he's there with his cup of tea. <laughs> that's when you know isn't it that's when you know yeah. that there's a manager that is very very comfortable, comfortable in their yeah. surroundings <laughs> yeah. and and that they've got you know a comfortable relationship with the fan base as well because just wander out with a cup of tea uh you know not i mean you you look at it danny you think about if gary johnson had ever done that <laughs> we'd have we'd have hit the roof, right? We didn't like yeah. the fact that he just sat and hid in the dugout half the time. Let alone if he'd walked out blase with a cup of tea in his hand, someone would have thrown a thrown a volavons at him and just volavons. <laughs> I've been watching Bake Off. Fans have got volavons. Being overpriced Haribo, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be it. An overpriced Haribo. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me where volavons um, came from. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tom, it's, it's come back in. Um, obviously, you've lost in the in the playoff quarterfinals. Um, you have quarterfinals in the national league um, the year before mm. last. Uh, Paul Cook takes you all the way to the semi-finals. Um, you've gone out to Solihull Moors in the in the semis after going in front in the semi-final. How gutting was that? Well, we didn't expect to beat Halifax to be honest, because the season derailed that much. So I think everyone was shocked. We got through that game, and there was a players podcast actually. The club does. Uh, we did it with, with Jeff King, and even he said they were surprised to beat Halifax that day. So we went into Solihull, no one expected to win. So if we'd have won that game, we might have got a bit excited because then, <laughs> well, we would say get to Wembley, but it was uh, London Stadium, weren't it? It was held at West Ham's. Mm. Yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but solid start to this season and to Paul Cook as well uh, played 17 so far including a couple of wins this week um, battling the likes of Notts County and Wrexham the usual suspects up there again um, what you've seen so far this season can are you thinking this is finally your year are you kind of always thinking in the back of your head something's going to happen is it do you think it's your year this year no I think I think this year it's either Notts or Wrexham. Uh, I think we've I think we've already lost too many points to be honest. I think Stockport when they got promoted last season won thirty and lost five. So that that's what you've got to do to win the league. Mm. And I just and then think well, the playoffs. Yeah. then there's the playoffs. But we're all hoping to finish in the top three because then you get that bye. Yeah, uh, and you get home way. semi-finals as well, don't you? Yeah, you, yeah. you get home semi-finals. So we're all open, get that. And then I trust us to beat anyone. I do, because we've we've played Wrexham this season at our place. We beat them 2-0. And we played Notts at Meadow Lane, and we were 2-0 up and then threw it away. So if we do end up playing one of them, I do tr- I do think we'd, we'd win, but you just you just don't fancy it. To be, to be honest. How much of that, that pessimism that you've got about, you know, going back up this year, how much of that comes down to the league structure and the way that, you know, it is just one, well, one up automatically and then a second in the in the playoffs? Do you, 
where do you sit in regards to the argument that it should be leveled out with League Two and have more, you know, ups and downs between the two leagues? It should have more, but I'm, I'm going to say that. Cause <laughs> but but the, so the quality of football and the attendances isn't far off. Well, it's, it, I'd say we get more than most League Two teams. You know, averaging six thousand. Wrexham are averaging nine and a half at the moment, and Notts are around seven. And you know, the, the players are good enough to play at that level. Like we've got Kabongo Shimanga up front, and he was he, well, he was at Birmingham at the end of this window trying to sign, and then failed the medical somehow, and then scored for us the game after. So work that one out. Mm. So, <laughs> so the, the players are there. The teams are there. They've got the finances to do it. The supporters are there. And I just think if, if you had two up automatically and one in the playoffs, I'd be going, yeah, we're going up this year. Yeah. But yeah, I, can, I, can, I completely agree. From what what we've seen this season, there's, I guarantee you, you're going to be better than half the teams we've played already this season. But it, it doesn't help, though, Dan. I mean, because there's this thing, though, isn't there? Like, you know my feelings about some of the smaller <laughs> yeah. clubs in League Two. The, you know the the yeah, the likes of the Barrows and the Harrogates, that kind of size club. You know, it's it's the fact that they don't have the fan base, or they don't at least have the away attendances. And mm. what for me, what it's doing is bringing the level of competition downwards more than it is necessarily bringing the competition from the National League up, if that makes sense. Yes, I I completely agree, Tom. Clubs like uh, Knott, yourselves, uh, Southend, um, who else is in there? Uh, Oldham, obviously, are in there now. Um, I'm not mentioning the other lot that got relegated last year. Um, you know, those clubs that, that are former league clubs that were established in the league for many, many years prior they will have away followings that are, you know, 500 strong on average when they were in League Two or or higher. Whereas now we're getting the likes of Barrow who turn up with 80 and call that amazing. And you're just like, no. And and that's the, that's the worry that I have about all of it is the fact that, you know, these, these teams come up in place of the bigger clubs and actually all it's doing is reducing... You know the the level because of the finances are going down. All this talk about how there's so much money in the National League at the moment, and it's partly because there's no, uh, you know, caps are in place, or there's a different financial regulation that the National League uh, implement to what the Football League do. But it it it's not great when you then get into the Football League, and all of a sudden you've got these clubs that basically, as a league, it's starting to become un- unsustainable. And in part, that is down to the fact that the attendances aren't there. What would what would you say about that, if anything? Well, I'd say last Tuesday we played York and we took seventeen hundred. You know, <laughs> we sold out. You couldn't get a ticket. It sold out a week before. And I, and I know if this game was flipped the other way, I'd reckon that away end would be sold out. You know, it's not far. What is it? Hour and a half down motorway. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not a long trip. <laughs> Yeah, and I have been to Northampton away once. We got relegated. I didn't speak all the way oh, out. Yeah. 
awkward. Didn't think we yeah. were going to bring that up, but okay. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> move on. Move on, Danny. Move on. Let's move on. Move on to some players. Uh, you mentioned him earlier, uh, Kabongo Shimanga. Um, Cobbers were linked with him, Charles, I think, in the past. Yeah. Briefly, yeah. very, very briefly, before bigger guns start getting linked to it. Well. It was under uh, Keith Curl as well, wasn't it? So oh, yeah, it was yeah, never going to happen. No. <laughs> uh, 25 goals in all competitions, uh, named in the National League team of the season last season for the third season in a row. Um, you mentioned it has been linked to Birmingham. Did he almost sign there, did he, in the transfer window? He, he, he was yeah. there. He, fa- he failed a medical. Yeah, he, he was at Birmingham. <laughs> oh, just failed the medical. So obviously, he must be. Great to have him back. Do you think he's just going to be off in January instead? Yeah, probably. Uh, t- to be fair, though, he is signed for 2024. So we, we we don't have to get rid of him. But I think if someone gave us three quarters of a million quid in January, I think he'd be out the door, to be honest. And you, you say 25 goals were scored up to January last year. I mean, it was crazy. I think it's like 25 in 27. But... He's only got five so far this season in ten. So, is that, do you think that's down, that's down to the link, or is it just a case of just slowing down a little bit? That's, that's probably the link. Uh, I think if you've got, I think if you've got championship teams looking at you, don't want to get injured, do you? Not the same again. <laughs> but is he's it, still he's still scoring. So happy days. Yeah. Have, have you noticed anything different in his like all round play or anything like that, or is it business as usual? He hardly comes on, to be honest. If he does come on, like on Tuesday night, he came on for 20 minutes. So he'll probably be starting against you, like, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, and you get the you get the spotlight as well in the FA Cup, don't you? And a little bit more like the national spotlight and stuff. So uh, I'd assume you would start. Um, the other couple of players I wanted to mention with links to us. Aquasi um, Asante played a couple of games on loan for us. Didn't look all that really but obviously he's still quite young um, top scored with 10 a couple of seasons ago though still he's still in and around the side as well uh, yeah he's there normally on the bench uh, he started a few at the beginning of the season I think he's injured at the moment to be honest but the problem is with Paul Cook is he only plays one up front so we rotate Kabongo Joe Quigley uh, and then Asante and he can if Sorry, if, if Cab is fit, which is Shimanga, uh, we just play in, <laughs> to be honest. You know, when you've got someone who can score 25 in 27, you, you want him on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other one I wanted to mention briefly, very, very random one, Michael Gayassi started out at our academy, a name that might not jump out too much to our fans, but moved on from our academy, I think, to Chelsea's and then to Leicester's. Uh, how's he doing with you? Uh, he's played two games and been injured since. <laughs> You're doing well here, Danny. You've picked out yeah. all the players well. that Tom's basically not seen for ages. Yeah. <laughs> no he's change, quick. Though. I can say he's quick. Uh, I went to Dorking away and he came on. Uh, I think that was the one and only time I've seen him play. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, nice. Brilliant. Yeah. You, you tell us that. You tell us who, who's the ones ones to to watch on Saturday. Uh, Jeff King at right back who is arguably the best right-back in the league. Uh, I'd say the best right-back in the league too as well. He is, he's, like, he's got six goals and four assists so far this season. Wow. He's, actually, right our top, he's actually our top scorer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is, that, is, he, uh, is it kind of a wing-back or does he just get just dart uh, wing, forward all the time? Wing-back, wing yeah, yeah. All attack. Yeah. But 
he's right footed, but the amount of times he cuts in on his left, you know, it's it's crazy. And he scores three kicks, twenty five yarders. They just go in. <laughs> it's just wow. one of them. I think he's on a purple patch, to be honest, at the moment. Like every city hits, it just goes in. I'd say him and him down the right and Liam Mandeville, who also plays right wing, uh, who has four goals and five assists. Uh, so I think if you were managed to stifle our right wing on Saturday, uh, you, you cut out near enough 10 goals and 10 assists. Okay. So, Okay, stifle it. Stifle it. <laughs> stifle, stifle it, it. yes. <laughs> uh, coming on to Saturday. Um, uh, two good home wins this week. Uh, two two nil against Boreham Wood and then two one against Gateshead, which are, I've been seeing a lot of you just didn't take your chances. It could have been five or six um, yeah. against Gateshead. Um, packed house, I'd assume, um, to, to welcome the big guns of Northampton Town. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, must be, you must be pretty confident. Yes, yeah, I am, to be honest. Like, like you say, against Gateshead, we had 24 shots. Uh, their, their goalkeeper made some absolute blinders, to be honest. Do, do you know XG? I've got XG. If, if we oh, go on. XG. Yeah. Oh, go on, give us some yeah, XG, yeah. Tom. So, so our XG was 2.92. And, Ga- <laughs> and Gateshead's XG was 0.16, which there I believe was their goal to uh, score the, the goal, yeah. in the box. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> and and you won two one. Is that right? And we won two one. Yeah. So. I mean, you look at our XG though. I, I don't have it to hand. I'll be honest with you, but um, our XG is quite low. We're outperforming it, I believe, by quite some distance. So uh, XG doesn't necessarily mean everything, young Tom. No, <laughs> there you go. It's like an old I do, like a granddad I? telling his grandson that, that <laughs> All right. to just stick to the facts. <laughs> There's only one stat that counts, and that's the goal scored, Colin. <laughs> you are 14th in the form table, so maybe it's starting to level out. Oh, oh look at oh. that. Look at him. Oh. There we go. Moving on. Hoskins is back, right? Hoskins is back. Uh, Hoskins is back. Down that, down that right wing where everyone's going to be bombing forward. Hoskins is going to sneak in. Um, but, um, let's t- talk about Chesterfield then. Uh, Cobblers fans travelling to the game if they can work out the ticketing system in time um, where should uh, anyone visit and where, where should we eat and drink before the game you've got the donkey derby I would like that that oh, sounds yeah. good get that in there yeah uh, what's that What's that? Is that an eatery or it's just a chain I think to be honest uh, but that's normally full of town fans so oh, right. you, might, you might be yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, to be fair there isn't that many places actually around the football ground I'd say your best bet is to stay in Chesterfield and then walk the 20 minutes to the stadium and then walk back. <laughs> Round the ground, you've got that pub. You've got another pub across the road, which is tiny. Again, packed out with town fans. <laughs> you've got a couple more further on past the stadium, but again, it's all town fans. So... I'd I'd say your best bet is to stay in Chesterfield. There's loads of pubs in Chesterfield if you've ever been, uh, and then walk down past the uh, the bypass or down Sheffield Road if you fancy going down a hill and back up it. But if you go along, if, if you walk along the path next to the bypass near the college, it's all flat. <laughs> Look at that. 
Better than Google Maps, though. Yeah, there you go. Let's get on finally to uh, to predictions then for the game. Um, Charles, I come to you first, seeing mm-hmm. so you're feeling chipper about about the game. FA Cup third round yeah. Saturday, three p.m. Third round, Chesterfield. First round. Sorry, you're getting ahead Blimey, of myself. Daddy. You are. Ahead of I myself. thought you were pe- feeling pessimistic. You're, you're already you're already in January in the playing the big guns. <laughs> I'm already in the hat, Charles. Um, Love it. No, first round. First round. <laughs> um, I. I you see, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because of the fact that, as we've talked about before, we don't really quite know what John Brady is going to do in terms of team selection. Mm-hmm. You, Danny, I, I, I realise yes. I'm putting words in your mouth here, but uh, the feeling that I get from you is that you expect or at least would like to see some being rested and mm. therefore... Uh, I, I maybe no, maybe I saying you want them to be rested is wrong. I think you're worried yeah. that he will rest players and you don't want them to. Is that a more yeah. fair reflection? Okay. Yeah, I'm worried because of because of the injuries, the illnesses, and stuff that we've had. I just think I get the feeling from what he's been saying yeah. that he might rest more than we should. Okay, um, so that's that's what's got me a little bit worried about it, and and the the obviously the atmosphere and the the decent team that Chesterfield are as well. I'm uh, so so I don't share those beliefs, and I, I don't think he will rest. Um, players for this. I think the fact that we've had a free midweek, both in the lead up to it and then again next week, we've got no Tuesday or Wednesday night game. So um, I think he will use that as the rest period to to give those players a longer period of time to come back. Um, So I think he'll go pretty much, you know, as we would do for any league game. Pretty much full strength. I, in, in fact, when I say pretty much, I, I expect us to be full strength, bar the injuries um, and uh, yeah, the like that we might have. So, in that respect, I, I, I should be optimistic because you know we should be you know good enough to compete and uh, to get a result. But Chesterfield do look like they're doing quite well, and and you know the fact is, as as I think we've kind of discussed, is essentially there isn't really a difference between Chesterfield and and the vast majority of the other teams in League Two, so it's not really playing against the team who are you know worse than us in terms of their league standing. They might as well be a League Two side in all but name, so it's going to be a tough game. I think uh, it is. Are, are replays a thing? Have we still got replays? Don't I think so? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I think they're on the first round. Yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> good. Rounds, Until yeah. you get to the third round, into okay. Yeah, I, it, I mean, just just basically, let's just have replays and let's not confuse me. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I'll go with a one-all draw. I think, and then you know we'll have a replay, which I know that. We don't really want because we don't want the extra game, but that's where I'm sort of sitting. Is that we'll, it's away from home? It'll be a packed out uh, te- technique stadium. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah we are the um, technique now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it'll be a packed out stadium, and you know it will be. I think it'll be a blood and thunder game, uh, which I, I'd really like to to bear witness to uh, a one-all draw for me nice. yeah good stuff 
Charles, I think you actually went to Chesterfield and back to make that prediction. I did, yeah. But that, <laughs> but, but thank you. It's not that oh, far sorry, from me. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's not. Uh, Tom, predictions for Saturday from you. Uh, well, you get 60 grand if you win, if I believe, right? Yeah. Between 45 to 60 grand. And we need the money because uh, we can sign another defender because we need <laughs> one. And... I will go with a 3-2 win to Chesterfield just because we can't defend for Toffee, but we can score goals. So, so yeah. I'm, hope, I'm hoping goals, goals, goals. Me too. Um, yeah, I'm thinking there's goals. We Here we go. Score, Pessimistic like goals. Daddy Here we go. comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be goals. I'm, I'm basing it. I think a lot of it's down to last weekend's performance as well because we were just shocking. Um, I think I've still got a bit of a hangover from that just lack of anything last Saturday. Um, but it's definitely goals near it. I'm going to go for an optimistic 3-3. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's a ding-dong. One, one of the first ones on the FA Cup match of the day. I, I'd Cup like that. I'd be happy yeah. with that. There we go. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure. Genuinely, um, after this Cup tie as well, I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Um, for getting back into the league as well. Um, where can we find you on social media? Um, at Spy Rights Right on uh, Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook as well and on Instagram if you really want to go on there. But Twitter is probably the best place because I'm in charge of that one and I post on it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, release, is it Friday's your release? Yeah, yeah. but basically whenever my, the two other people decide to edit it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on, Tom. That's been, uh, that's been great. Uh, before we go, best of luck to NTFC women who return to Sixfields this Sunday to take on Lincoln City in Charles the Plate. Mm, place it. National League Plate, yes. Uh, please do go on down there to support the team. It should be such a good occasion. Uh, so do go down and support support uh, this group. Yeah. And, uh, and get come, say them. come say hi. Come say hi. I'll be there. Come uh, say Charles hi. will be there. Yes. Mm. So that's uh, next weekend, though. We're going to be talking to a Gillingham fan, Charles. Ooh. Hopefully, I wonder who that we all be. want on. Yes, let's have a look. But let's get through the FA Cup first, shall we? Thank you for listening. We'll be back in your ears on Tuesday as we look back on this one and all the other news from Six Foot as usual. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Danny. And we'll see you next week. Podcast Network.